So I found one of the ways to communicate with the people, man, is to show a processed version from the raw material. It was just like you process anything, man, in nature. You know, you may have to process it to be useful. But sometimes you just need the raw material. You are listening to Raw Material, a podcast by SF MoMA. I'm Ross Simonini, your host for a season of Art and the Unknown. I took a trip up to the Catskills to visit the artist Terence Ko. Ko was born in China, raised in Canada, and came to prominence in New York in the early 2000s. He was first known for building a maze of a website of internet art, and he has gone on to make work in some of the most unconventional materials imaginable, including drum sets, rope from a ship found after midnight, his own bodily fluids, and bees. In person, many of his sculptures seem to vibrate with intention. For a period, he wore all white and lived in an all white building in downtown Manhattan. In 2013, he held a performance in Chelsea where he wore all white and walked around a mountain of salt on his knees only, no hands, for eight hours a day for the entire punishing duration of the show. Ko is a practicing Buddhist, and the performance was a spare meditative act, which was for him about peace and nothingness. Soon after, he took a break from showing art and moved away from the urban art world to create what he saw as a utopia. He acquired almost 100 acres in upstate New York, and he built a home designed around the aesthetics of homestead living, with raw wood and no visible electronics in many places. And then he began to construct something he called a bee chapel. So we're sitting in a bee chapel, which is in the middle of this installation, where it's um, surrounded by a ring of 16 apple trees. And we we found... So, so, and then we planted the ring of 16 glass collages for the, for the bees to look at. So that was the idea, how it kind of all started. Why, why 16? Is there a reason? Yeah, it's because 16 is like 8 plus 8, which is, 8 is um, for me the idea of infinity. And also like bees do this thing called the waggle dance. And they, they, they dance it in almost like a Mobius loop as well. So I, so I, I thought it was appropriate to, to a bee. To get to the chapel, you walk into Coast property, past ferns and fields, and a white grand piano on a hill, and you climb a handcrafted ladder onto a tree. The chapel sits 20 feet high on a deck supported by tree branches alone. It's just the right size for two people, plus a swarm of bees that continuously buzz overhead behind a mesh screen. They use the chapel like a hive constructing large honeycombs coming and going through a hole in the roof. The project began when Ko heard a voice commanding him to build a pea chapel. I got a voice like you will build a bee chapel out of the blue. So so then I was like, what's a bee chapel? And then I kind of walked around and thought about it and I was like, oh yes, it's like, you know, like bee society, like you, like to, to, to do an installation where like you, you would have some kind of like bee society in the middle. When I, when I said bee chapel, I didn't really have any idea what, how, how to actually build a bee chapel and it's supposed so you, it was up to myself to like actually fulfill the vision. And the voice that you heard, what does that sound like? 
It sounds like my own voice. So you will build a pea chapel. Who knows how it happens? Like, um, how it? I, you know, like I think that if you trust, if you kind of like let you, if you trust the universe and you let it, you you just like fall fall into it and let it go with the flow of the universe. Things, and you you break down from like what society or culture has teaches you, boxes you in that you just like trust it. Somehow, voices are like you just come come out somehow maybe. Yeah. And similar, similar with like the beach chapel itself, like that one person comes in, because it's like it's it's ourselves that are going to affect society itself. It's not going to be like trying to change it, but it's this coming in from the inside, and then rippling it up like like vibrations. You come in here and you meditate, right? And the sound is just this swirling hum. It's it's all around you. I, I what I guess you know when when I do these things, I I don't. It's not about un, for me. It's like I think from. For most artists as well, it's not about answering questions, um, answering, giving, finding an answer to things. I think it's like about maybe creating a question, like you know, why? What for me it was like why? Why are we humans the way we are, and how? How are we? What's the reason that we're at wars and these violence and egos and politics and like all these, all these other things that we do, and and then when you sit in here and you see how the whole B society works as as one with with efficiency and with without any any conflict as well and this so, so that's something very awe-inspiring about that and also when you, you you listen to the sounds as well you hear this almost it's like the whole hive like the last time i heard it all moved me to tears because it's like a humming it's like a um It's it's a bee chapel, but it's really a symbiosis between a human. It, it it's really activated only when a human comes in and like vibrates with the bees itself. This idea of vibrating with the universe and the bees the bees when they bust their wings, they they vibrate and we vibrate as well. And also the the concept that you know that we are, we are all vibrations because we're all made of like photons and light particles. So that what what I see, you know, when we're talking in front of you, the the idea that you know you're solid itself and I hit you it's kind of like it's not really in a sense as well because you're also made of all these photons and you're just like a vibration itself that when i touch you i'm also touching myself that that it's it's all part of a continuation later ko remade the chapel in a gallery he recorded the sound of the bees and the other sculptures in the installation including two candles burning and a dying apple tree from a local orchard and he projected that sound into space. The whole the whole exhibition was all, was all mic'd at the same time, so that and then so that it was a, all these different vibrations were all mic'd together as, as one new vibration that was all channeled into. The, if, if you notice, there was a satellite dish outside the gallery, so th- this was all channeled back into the satellite dish. It was channeled back into the universe, so that it was it was a new vibration that I wanted to create, so that any any alien visiting source that listened to it would know that we were ju- we weren't just about um, wars and politics and yeah and, and sound is something you can send over long distances and it mm-hmm. has a literal physical impact um, a few months ago there was it was something that was in the New York Times it was called the, the gravitational chirp and it was um, in um, 
Uh, it was um, 1.2 billion light years away, 1 billion years ago. They were able to record the sound of two black holes colliding. And isn't that mind-boggling? The idea of 1.2 billion years ago, 1 billion light years away, that of these two massive black holes colliding. So they were able to record for the first time this, this, this chirp. And it, when, when, they, when they recorded this chirp, it was also proof of Einstein's gravitational theory of the universe, that the, that the whole universe is a vibration. So that we are a vibration when we talk in this mic itself. Between you and me, it's, we're all this continuous vibration. See you. Just as we're talking about this. They seem to make more noise or less noise at different moments, is that right? You know, I think they're listening to us. Some beekeepers talk to the bee beehives and tell them about what's happening to the world. I think, I think, I think they really are, are able to hear, our, if, not, if not the, um, the, the idea of English itself, but they're able to feel our thoughts itself. They, they feel our vibrations. Right. So when they feel our vibrations doing something, I think they react to it. So, so it sounds kooky, but I think it's not. Though we're gonna find out that that if we trust nature itself, like completely in, into the every single atom of, of our being itself, then then um, it's gonna find a way to take care of ourselves. This is the sound of a master improviser. Milford Graves is one of the great free jazz drummers of all time. He helped define free improvisation in the 1960s, and has played on some of the most vibrant recordings in the last half century. He is also an herbalist and a healer, and sees rhythm as a form of healing. Over time, he's begun to incorporate elements of science into his music. He's composed rhythms to heartbeats through recording EKG patterns. He is against the idea of a metronome, a mechanistic form of pulse, and is for the natural rhythm of our biology. If you just hear ba-boom, 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 and you think it's something just like ba-boom, contraction, relaxing, contraction, relaxing, I said, you're missing it. If you see the heart as a total man, the heart has this kind of twisting wobble effect, man, when you see it. So it's, it's popping up, man. In other words, some people just go ba boop boop ba boop boop but
I visited Milford Graves in Queens, at his house. We spoke in his basement, which is filled with jars of herbs, scientific equipment, and percussion. And what you're about to hear is a sound collage based on my interviews with Graves, commissioned exclusively for this episode of Raw Material. It was created by the composer and percussionist Nat Evans, whose music you're hearing right now, and whose voice you'll hear a little after the piece. The two musicians do not know each other, but both Evans and Graves use vibrations to address our biology, to slow down our heart rate, or to mimic it. Both have studied spiritual traditions and invoke them directly and indirectly in their drumming. Evans considers his collage a synthesis of sound from two musicians of different generations intersecting over space and time. I said it before and I'll say it again. I said the real true practitioners of Zen was African slaves that were put on that damn slave box. Those are the real practitioners of Zen. They didn't have to sit around a round table and think about, well, we don't want, we want to meditate, we want to forget who we are. They didn't have to think about that. Because, man, that was taken away from you, man. <laughs> you was brought back down to that animal thing, man. You know what I mean? Where you didn't go to no classroom. That was survival. Either you rolled over, either you, you said you went to sleep and said, I'm going to die. Either you said, I want to live. And them slaves said, I want to live, man. man that's an that's a research project in his own man what happens to humans man? you brought down to that level man well the first thing they had to do man they had to vibrate i said when you could be in nigeria going on these roads man and we going from one part lagos to abukuta man uh, in nigeria katunji was taking us to see this reader man the spiritual reader and man we're on this road man all you can see is trees and bush area man and what do you hear but this loudspeaker, man? I ain't never expect to hear this, man. What even this? You know what I mean? But Barry White, Barry White, man. And I said Barry White got to him. Now I don't know what people feel, but Barry White had a hell of a voice, man. You know what I mean? Barry White, he can bounce, man. Barry White can bounce. That guy has got a frequency. And I, I don't know where Barry White came from, but something inside of that human voice, man. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? 
And I heard that at times in them old, real old blues guys, man. You know what I mean? There's this roar. I said, man, that's a human vibrational system, man. You know what I mean? And I said, that's the power of healing, man. And people say it on the surface, oh man, you know, African Americans, man, one for their music, they wouldn't be able to survive. I said, a lot of that stuff is meant to, even some of these guys can't rap. I don't like the lyrics, but I listen, I see some of them. I hear guys coming through here, man, and they can look a mess. They be talking that rap stuff, man, and it's keeping them going, man. And I said, man, we, we forget about that. That's, that's vibration, man. I ain't no damn oscillation. That's vibration, man. Moving it, scatting all over, chucking all that stuff, man, you know. That's healing, man. That's healing, man. I said, I was talking to somebody yesterday, man. We was talking yesterday about how we grew up, man. And I said, man, when I was in Baptist church, man, I was going to Baptist church on Sundays, man, when people was, you know, with that organ going on, man, them tambourines, man, and, and that preacher talking that stuff, the original rap, man. Oh, I'm going to tell, yeah, yeah, and go, I want, yeah, 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 I want them all. You need to get and the stomping going on, and people, ah! I'm going back to head flinging to this side. I said, this is, I was kidding, was scared the hell out of me, man. I said, this is some deep stuff. People come out there being rejuvenated, man. This is important. Instead of looking at it, something all them old slaves and standing people, no educated. I said, man, this is humans, man. This is some serious stuff, man. And it's not the stuff that went into the studios that had to be refined, man. Refined and defined, man, to be something that it's not. You took the life force out, man. And I said, all the healing was in there, man. And at one time, I went up to a Bimbe section, Santeria Bimbe section. It could have been in the early 70s, maybe, when Tito Puente was making Ocha, that was the first stage, becoming initiated into Santeria. And I was taken up there by a friend of mine, man, who was initiated into the Yoruba before he went into this whole Agan, Agan thing out of out of, uh, out of Ghana and I went up there man I was in the Bronx and 
they had the Cubans up there all about Top Cats playing, man. And they had this guy, man, who was older guy, man, who could barely move, man. He was a Shongo priest, man. And watch this guy moving very easy, man. And they start playing, man. And the start playing, man. And they start, they start to singing, man. And this was a big thing. The apartment was crowded there, man. You know, it was real heavy-duty stuff, man. Man, all of a sudden, man, this guy, man, broke out, man. He was moving like, wow, look at this guy move, man. And I remember people saying, man, they got to stop. They got to stop the drums. They got to stop. They said, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. You would never believe it, man. And I, I, you know, when you see these things, man, you say, no, there's power in here, man. Vibrations are powerful. There's a whole branch of medicine, vibrational medicine, dedicated to them. You can heal a person without any material or substance, simply waves. And when Milford Graves performs, this is his intention. It's almost like he's, he's, he's using rhythms to access another way of thinking about rhythm, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, he... He, it's so complex. You almost have to like stop and think about what what on earth you just listened to to understand where the rhythms are above the rhythms. That's the voice of Nat Evans, who composed the collage you just heard. Like Terence Coe, Evans practices Zen Buddhism, and he sees his music as a way of using vibrations to affect his listeners. For for me and my music, the sense of vibration that I often try to get at is about the mind's connection to the body. And so when I'm thinking about music or sound and the, I really relate deeply to my own practice of meditation and uh, organize things, sometimes even just subconsciously, that when I'm breathing and listening back to things, how it serves that function, I guess, of those, of those vibrations that you're sort of realigning yourself by doing a meditation. Raw Material is produced by the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art and me, Ross Simonini. Keep listening to hear more from these artists and others in a season of art and the unknown.